this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I got the memories of falling while my hair was turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Hello and welcome to our New Year's episode that is being recorded on December 20th, because that's how we had to do this. Boop, boop, boo! Yeah! The last episode of 2018, episode 20. There are Ooh, 20 of these wow. now that I feel like we are at 24 hours probably worth of content. You could devote a full day to this podcast at this point if you wanted to, and you should. Uh, Future goals. Going around the table, I'm me. Andrea's here! And Sam's here! Well, and sick and, again! Yeah, Rachel, who's the sick one this <laughs> yeah, time? Because yeah. there's always gotta be one. I think we were all health. No, you were still sick last week, I think. Yeah, I don't remember when we actually did that and how I was feeling. But I know the Turtles episode, I knew I was sick when we recorded it, but when I listened back, I was like, oh, that <laughs> yeah. was sick. Obviously that's the, ill. That's this, uh, the Lizzie McGuire episode for me. Yeah. Because at the time, I was like, oh, I'm real bad, I'm real bad. And then listening to it, it's 40 minutes of, okay, so let's yeah. talk about It was Hillary also my first Duff. episode of the podcast, so, <laughs> you know. I'm not surprised. When I was, well, the last time I came into work sick, everyone, it took them two days to figure it out. And then all of a sudden I, I actually started to sound terrible. And they were like, are you sick? Like, yeah. no, I'm <laughs> fine. But it, well, maybe it's because I'm so animated all the time. They're just, mm. like, we didn't really notice a change in tone. Maybe. Because there yeah. is none. Chameleon. Hands. John I mean, Cena. I don't, I don't think you've been. John Cena. <laughs> John Cena hand. <laughs> What is it, John? It's just this. That's what I was doing. Ba, ba, this is but then I did many. Please don't sue us, John Cena. I'm going to pay money to see Bumblebee this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, lots of hand stuff is great for, for <laughs> audio Okay, listeners. well, picture, okay, Google John Cena hand gesture, and when you see him do it correctly, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Dread, I was just waving Dread my just hands looked like she was wiping her face <laughs> in a circular motion. Uh, with two hands, not just one. We watched When Harry Met Sally. We've already watched it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because of... Time. I, as mentioned in the last episode, we're kind of just throwing every episode out in a, ahead of time. So this is 10 days before this is even going to go up. We have turned it up to 11 in here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be Christmas. Who has time to do anything over the holidays? Exactly. Uh, Not me. Well, yeah. Probably me. I'm probably going to bank a couple of these things. Good for you. So. With whom? Not us. <laughs> She looked very angry. <laughs> got a very stern look. We'll get some new new voices on the podcast. New guests. Uh, maybe. One Offshoot of, one of them Avengers? we definitely heard. Yeah. Uh, just not for a while. Wife? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, she's up for a couple of records now that she has the time. Any spoilers? Uh, we did just almost finish watching all eight Harry Potter movies. Uh-huh. So it, it'll be a kind of a break from the theme and that we had seen them before but it feels like if you rewatch eight Harry Potter movies it's almost a shame to not do an episode about, about it, that yeah. so why did we choose when Harry met Sally Sam um so we ch- well first of all we were looking at Christmas episodes and you realized we probably had to do a New Year's yes, episode this will be up 
December 30th, did I say? Yeah, December 30th. So, yeah. I mean, at that point. Christmas is over. Christmas is New over. Year's is around the corner. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, what is a good one? And Harry, when Harry met Sally, although it happens over years, Many like over years. 12 years, really, has a couple iconic New Year's moments. They decide they're going to spend New Year's together if they're not with other people. And then the big uh, scene at the end definitely happens on New Year's. Um, and also, it is playing at the Royal in Toronto on December 29th and 30th, which just reiterates that, yes, this is mm-hmm. considered a New Year's movie yeah. by more than just me. Because <laughs> we were looking at New Year's movies, and the first one that leads to mind is there's a movie called New Year's Day. But what's the problem? No one wants to watch that. No one wants to watch it. It's shit. <laughs> and I don't think any of us had seen it before, even. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I think it also Dang. is too recent for this podcast. It's, yeah, it's like 2010. This is a classic, though. This is a 1989 classic yeah. rom-com. And I'd never seen it. So that was, and I've always kind of, it's another weird hole in my cinematic viewing. It's like, yeah, I've seen the sequel to Jack Frost, the Killer Snowman movie, but I've never seen When Harry Met Sally. And Fucking it's a, Jack Frost, the Killer Snowman movie would have been a great Christmas episode. Next year. Next year. It can still be a winter episode. So I don't know if we'll, I've we'll seen We'll still this. find time. Well, anyway, probably not. It's apparently garbage. Well, great. Well, it's so. like they they did over a few years, they did like Valentine's Day and yeah, they and did like the Mother's Day. Day. And, I, yeah. and I think he died. Oh. So I think it was Gary Marshall, I think. I think yeah. he passed away. But he'd done some good stuff, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to say? Because so I I did write intro thoughts before watching the movie, so I uh, I don't know. Did you guys either of you see this before this yep. viewing? Okay, I've no. seen it before. Yeah, never. So I mean, I just I love it. It's a classic. Watched it a ton of times. It, I feel like it was on TV a lot. I also own it. This one is a, an actual physical media copy Ooh. that I owned. Um which I learned from reading the back of the case, that it was actually an Oscar-nominated movie Mm -hmm. for uh, Best Screenplay, which when was the last time a rom-com was nominated for Best Screenplay? I could see a world where Crazy Rich Asians might be up for Best Adapted this year, because I think it's up for the Golden Globe. That would be garbage. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet. We watched it, and I was disappointed. It's fine. I thought it was going to be way better than it was. It's enjoyable. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun ride. Yeah. So, anyway, I felt like it was... I feel like maybe rom-coms were just better quality back then. I think it's different. It's so quotable. What, when was the last time you quoted a romantic comedy? When was the last time you were like, uh, I'm going right, to quote well, yeah, The Holiday? Brain, okay, The Holiday actually <laughs> I, might not have been a bad episode because I feel like it's secretly a great movie, but... When was the last... Okay, well, here's the real question. What was the last rom-com that was actually super good? Slash, do they even really make rom-coms They do. They do. I looked it up recently. Okay, good. Um, Because Crazy Rich Asians is technically a rom-com. Right? Everything is. And I know Jennifer Lopez has a movie coming out this week called A Second Act that looks like a Jennifer Lopez movie that would have come out in, like, 2002 got a real made in Manhattan vibe to it which is also a romantic comedy and is also bad. Oh I guess Trainwreck was a good rom-com. Yeah. I would say that's more comedy than exactly following the formulaic rom-com. Yeah. Oh the most recent Bridget Jones was a really good movie. That's not true It was alright. I just you can't watched just it make very things up. recently. Sorry Sam. I just what watched it like last week while I was sick and I was like it's alright. 
They, I liked that they killed off Hugh Grant, right? At the beginning. Yeah, they're motherfucker. Like, you're spoilers not, for You're not going to show up for this movie? We're killing yeah, you. Yeah, it's time to die. Like, first uh, ten minutes. It's more Bridget Jones, so what's not to like? Also, having had a child and her going through the process, I could really, like, I don't know. Relate I could really to relate to it yeah. as an adult instead of as a teenager when the first one came out. I just, yeah. It was good. I feel like we just don't have our go-to romantic comedy people anymore. Like Not back really. then, like you had Meg Ryan, who after yeah. around 2000, wow, her filmography really plummets. Mm-hmm. She turned into a director. Did yeah. she? Mm-hmm. What did she direct? Could not tell you right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, well, and like yeah, some as of you the... look these up, like yeah, so there are a bunch like that. Like you said, uh, Jennifer Lopez was big into all the rom coms. Yeah, like you and had then, your Jennifer Lopez, and like uh, going back before, you had your Meg Ryan's. You had your um, Drew Barrymore did a ton of mm-hmm. yeah. You had your, your and never been kissed. That's a good movie. That's uh, a good movie. You had your like in the eighties, your Molly Ringwald. Yeah, also, the but like the eighties, I just uh, that that was the other thing that came to mind is just like eighties movies. Like I still quote The Breakfast Club. Yeah. I still like I feel like they were they were just a better quality, or it's just the nostalgia. I don't know. Maybe there's a new one coming out that I really want to see. It has Rachel Rebel Wilson and Liam Hemsworth, and I can't remember what it's called. Mm. It's gonna bother me. Who so do I'm we just have? Gonna like, click on the link. Who did we get for rom coms in recent years? Ooh. Catherine Heigl, yes. who has made some of the worst. Material in the subgenre, like The Ugly Truth and another one I had. 27 Dresses. I mean, that one was acceptable. <gasps> I love that one. We had Kate Hudson, <laughs> who has put out some of the yeah, worst stuff. She, well, and when you say Kate Hudson, that makes me think of uh, What's His Face. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. yeah, he did a ton we were, yeah, we were to launch. In the, I think Rob and I talked a bit about like the pre reconnaissance when he did. Like failure to launch and fool's gold and ghosts of girlfriends oh, fool's pass. Gold. Fool's gold is one of the rare times where we had to stop a movie because we're like, okay, let's go to bed. And the next day, I was like to wife, like, so I guess we'll keep watching this. She's like, no, <laughs> I, do, I don't I even do want not to. want to. Yeah. Okay, I have a quick list of top ten rom com actresses: Jennifer Aniston, she's amazing in everything; Anne Hathaway, Catherine Heigl, yeah, Rachel McAdams. Really? Kate Hudson. I well, can't. yeah, she was in the Notebook and that uh, morning. She's the she one was the morning a... chick. Oh, also, Kate Hudson and Anne yeah. Hathaway are both responsible for Bride Wars, which is also terrible. Mm. Carrie Mulligan. I know no, the name, but so I couldn't tell yeah. you. She was in one movie that I've seen. Uh, Emma Stone. Crazy Stupid Love, she was crazy, in that. Yeah, Crazy Stupid Emma Love Stone is good. Emma Stone was in that one you just said, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Was she really? Yeah, she was the Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Oh. <laughs> Isla Fisher? Yeah. I think it's Isla. No, it's not. No, I'm pretty sure it's Isla. I yeah. think it's Isla And she Fisher. fully pronounces the S in, the, in her name. Every other person when it's spelled like that is Isla. Yeah, I've been pretty sure the, the S gets pronounced. Spell it like you say it, people. Kate Winslet. Mm. Ellen Page. She was in one. When is this list from? Yeah, I feel like Ellen Page did. When is this? I can't. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Get out of here. I can't name us. Like Juno barely counts. All right. Um, Juno was amazing. Juno's a good movie. It's an excellent movie. You know what? Actually, uh, might be a worthy candidate for this is if if people seen Easy A. Yeah, I actually quite liked Easy A. Well, episode done. Easy A was great then, and I'm sure it's still great. 
that know. was that and Zombieland were what made oh, everyone take notice Land, of like yeah. Emma Stone, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should pay attention to this one. Actually, speaking of Emma Stone, they just did Maniac. Uh, Emma Stone and uh, not Seth. What's the other uh, Jonah Hill? <laughs> Jonah Hill and uh, they Jonah they were Hill. both on like Super Bad. That was like their their main thing. Oh so, yeah, she was man. Her yeah, early career is I know. Great. And so I was just like, do you think he just like goes up to her and he's like, the funny thing about my back is it's located <laughs> on my dick. You don't know super bad like I know super bad. <laughs> have you seen Super Bad, Dread? I have seen it. Damn it! Right, I was like, oh, so super bad episode might be fun. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, but I, well, there's a quotable movie. Actually, a lot of uh, the Judd Apatow, Seth Rogen movies, I would say, are quotable movies. Anyway, when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Um, so we watched it. Uh, I've been I, this whole time. I've meant to look up uh, what beat it for best screenplay, but I didn't. So. Uh. So it was filmed in 1989. Yes. Yeah, it currently has 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right? That is that is pretty good. I wanted to, like, start this with the fact that I think this might be a winner, and I picked some really big losers. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Lizzie McGuire. I picked uh, Breaker High. So I was excited to do this one, but I, we'll see. You picked see. Sabrina, which I didn't yes. mind, and Drea just kept right yeah, on watching. Right. That's true. So... But, I was like, maybe this will be a redeeming It's, a, it's a kind of a nice way to end our holiday episodes because we watched a lot of garbage this month. Yeah. Like Garfield Christmas Special, that was fine. Turtles, garbage. Both those Ben Affleck movies probably weren't worth our time. Yeah. Despite Ranger Games being kind of interesting. And then, well, Grinch is, as, yeah. as much as I wasn't as into it as I used Always to be, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so directed by Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. who has done... A lot a of things. He yes. went on to do Misery after this. And fun fact, at one point in the movie, Billy Crystal can be seen reading Misery. What? So That's so fitting for Billy Crystal's character in this movie. What do you guys think about Billy Crystal just as a human entity? Um, I used to think he was really funny, like when he did the Oscar. See, that was yeah. my main... I when As a kid, I loved City Slickers 2. For some reason, I did not mm-hmm. see the first one until I was an adult. But I was mostly familiar with the Oscars, which became less funny every time he came back because mm. it was the same shtick every time. Like, oh, he's singing a song and he put himself in the movie clips. Yeah. Again. So well, maybe I, they should just have a different host. That's I've, not Billy Crystal's yeah. They're having a lot of trouble finding a host for next year's, yeah. apparently. Why? Uh, no one wants heard? to do it. And then Kevin Hart said he no. would do it. And Kevin, then there was a bunch yeah. of controversy there because then people dug up all these, like, t- 10-year-old tweets where he says a bunch mm. of horrible stuff and so he was like I'm not going to apologize for that and then he apologized for that and stepped down and yeah. now and as yeah, far as I know they don't do have it. anyone yeah. yeah like nobody wants to do it also I'll I, do it I found it very upsetting that they're like it only pays $50,000 it's even more so, it's like 100000 oh, really? Yeah. they were like it's hard to get someone to commit for yep. that and I'm like I'll do it I saw I'll this. do it for free I fly re- me down there I really hope their I'm solution is no host well, you and don't that's need what it. they were saying. It's like half the time the host is introducing presenters to introduce. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so why even have a host? And then they have to have their own bits, and then the bits never really work. Like, I love Neil Patrick Harris, but his whole uh, thing where, like, oh, there's going to be a magic trick at the end. Like, and he, they would keep going back to it. Like, oh, I'm going to do this huge magic. And then it was just kind of yeah. fizzled out at the end, and then the credits rolled. Um, best Oscars in recent years, definitely Hugh Jackman. That, Jackman, that was an Emmy-winning uh, performance, the the Oscar opening that year. It was very good. Yeah, I just like Hugh Jackman. 
Yeah. He's done some bad rom-coms, too, if I remember right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, when Harry met Sally... What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are you staring at me like that? I really wanted you to move away from this Oscars talk because you both are really into it, and I do not watch them at all. Oh, I yeah. watch them every year. Sam yes. one-ups yeah. all of us and goes to a movie theater to watch them. Yeah, no, I just I'm watch them at home because my wife will fall asleep yeah. two hours before they're over. That's okay. probably why we go see it in a theater, because I would fall asleep if I was at home. Yeah, We've gotten into, like... We've definitely only put our toe into the actual movie. Yeah, so when Harry, <laughs> when Harry met Sally, so plot summary real quick. Wait, 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 wait. Did you know that Billy Crystal was in Spinal Tap? Yeah. No, I, I did, did not. not. <laughs> That's crazy. I haven't watched that movie in so long, and now I want to rewatch it just to find Billy Crystal. Yeah, he's in there. Well, I'm going to have to watch it. Slash, we're all going to have to watch it. Because this is Spinal Tap. Anyway, okay. All right, spoilers for when Harry met Sally. Here we go. So Harry meets Sally uh, through a mutual while he's dating her friend in college, and they're both going to New York, so they're like... Can I set the scene, please? It is 1977. Oh, this is going to take too long. It's not. Think 80s hair, big perms, side ponies... Blue eyeshadow, as far as the eye can see. It's all very erotic. Shoulder pads. Oh my god. Very erotic. The fucking pleats in her pants. <laughs> yes. How did people stay so skinny and yet wear such large clothing? I assume they were all on coke, right? Most likely. So apparently, it's great appetite suppressant. So, um, blue eyeshadow. This episode brought to you by cocaine. <laughs> we don't have real sponsors yet. Oh, so. oh, and semi mullets. Yeah. Now you've seen it. We're back to 1977. Tired of sleeping? Try cocaine. <laughs> Feel like your best <laughs> you. <laughs> so, yeah. So they meet. Yeah, so they okay, meet. Yeah. And they, they, they are both driving, or they're going to New York, so they are driving together. And he has a comment. He makes a pass at her. And she's like, no, you're dating my friend. We can only be friends. And he's like, you, women and men can't be friends because the men always want to try and bone the women. And she's like, I don't like that. So that's pretty much that. And then the core part of the movie is they keep running into each other over time. Every five years. Yeah, every yeah. five years. So she, they'll run into each other. And, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Billy Crystal's married. She's dating another guy. They hang out for a bit. More time passes. There's always some circumstance. Why? The next time he has just been, you know, he's recently divorced and she breaks up with her guy. And it's kind of interesting in that there's not that standard rom com obstacle of, well, I, I really, I love this person, but they're, oh, they're married, they're going to marry an asshole and I have to stop. I have to let her know yeah. that she's about to marry an asshole. Like, that's not really there. No, I, I like their, like, love hate relationship. Yeah. That's very much a hate relationship. Yeah, she just does that. Yeah, yeah, she's not into him, but then they kind of both comfort each other having, he's just going through a divorce and she just broke up after, like, a, what, a five, five year, year relationship. relationship. So they find comfort in each other and start hanging out and then eventually. Uh, she's very upset because she finds out that uh, her ex is going to get married and the whole reason they broke up was because she wanted to get married and have kids and he didn't. So she's like, you know, it wasn't that he didn't want to get married. He just didn't want to marry me and he's there to comfort her. They sleep together. And then from there, it's she's very happy about, you know, she feels good about that, but he's made it very clear throughout the movie. He's very much a, like, I'm going to sleep. It's weird to think of a world where Billy Crystal can play that role of like, yeah. I'm going to sleep with a girl and then bail in the morning yeah. kind of role. So that's what he does. He sleeps with her. He veils. There's awkwardness. Uh, they get together at the end of New Year's. 
Yeah. So, Very suddenly. It, no. The movie felt like it ended a little fast, but... I don't know. It don't seems know. to go on for weeks. Yeah, and he's I've, calling her. Yeah, that's true. She to, goes like, to get her own Christmas himself. tree. Yeah, like all these things they would have done together. Yeah. He tries to say, can we go mm-hmm. to New Year's together? And she's just like, no. Like, this is... Yeah. I'm not just one of those girls, and I. What does she say? Like, I'm not gonna be your consolation, consolation prize, yeah. and which I think is good. I really liked uh, a lot of the feminist undertones in this movie. Like, I and it was surprising. I think for '89, for her to be a 33 year old single lady who chose to be single, chose to break up, and was that wasn't seen as as a negative. I feel like. There wasn't a lot of other pressures from outside, like you need to get married, you need to have kids. I feel like it was uh, surprising for I the time. I feel like there's a conversation she has with her girlfriends that are like, well, you gotta get, you gotta pick someone or all the good ones are gonna be taken and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And she's like, she says something about 36 is when you need to get off yeah. the shelf. But I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. Fair. It was kind Or of, no, the clock doesn't start until 36. Until 36 it was yeah. kind of interesting too that her friend played by a a rare non-Leia yeah. role for at least I feel like I'd never get to see her much in non-Leia roles Carrie Fisher she is spends most of the movie dating a married guy not vilified for it and I'm not saying that is no. a bad thing I just thought that was interesting like no that's just a thing that is happening like she doesn't yeah. have to get her comeuppance there's no scene where she is, encounters the wife and is yeah. shamed for it it's just no I'm dating a married guy and then she meets Billy Crystal's friend in an attempt to set him up with Meg Ryan, they fall for each other, they get married. Yeah. I love that whole scene where they're just like, okay, I get that you don't like Sally, but maybe play it cool for a week. And like, so she's not offended. And they're like, I'm going to grab this taxi. Me too. And they just run off together. Yeah. Also, I love the bit where she's like, he's never going to leave her. And Sally's just like, no one thinks he's going to leave her. Yeah. And they, I know. it happens like multiple yes. times every time they talk about it. Like, no, he's never going to leave yeah. her. Um, Be the voice of reason to your friends. It made me a little bit think of he's just not that into you. Like, the whole concept of just um, her relationship with uh, what's his face and he doesn't want to marry her. And it's like, if he doesn't want to marry you, he's probably just not that into you. Yeah. And then also dating someone who's married like he's never gonna leave her so I yeah, feel like it's not gonna happen yeah thank you for bringing up that movie because Dre who's ben in that Affleck. movie <laughs> so, yeah. we, so we can tag him again yes Ben Affleck so he's like fuck off and I'll celebrate because that still counts so I would like to have a very in-depth conversation about can men and women be friends and the progression of that over time because I very much related to that the um when they first meet and they're in college, he straight up is like, men and women cannot be friends. Sex always gets in the way. How was your college experience? There because is for no me, way this conversation everyone, being recorded and being put out in the world isn't going to lead to some awkwardness. But you're right. Let's dive right yeah, in. Yeah. Oh, I have. I have some, I've already won. All right. Dylan, list of names. Who have you slept with? First and um, last names in chronicle I, order. Go. Okay. Well, I have to say, and I told Dylan I was going to say this. I have slept with a Sheldon, which is really funny because in this movie they say that you cannot have great sex with a Sheldon because because of the name and and he just goes on he's like give it to me Sheldon (laughs) oh that feels so good Sheldon yeah 
So good. Um, and like, does he listen to this podcast? I don't know. He is on my Facebook, so he, he might figure it out. But uh, he knows we slept <laughs> together. He probably will. <laughs> he was there. Um, my name's yeah. Sheldon, and I know her. Yeah. So, <laughs> But the funny thing about that is, A, they talk about Sheldon in the movie, and B, we were roommates, and sex got in the way. Like, we hung out a lot, and we were friends, and then, of course, we ended up... Uh, having sex and it didn't work out and I liked him more than he liked me as always happens and as Harry was saying um so but like again that was in that university like second or third year university like it was very much that time in my life where it felt like everybody was sleeping with everybody Mm -hmm. um I know when my sister was in university it was the first time I heard the word friend cest like incest with your friends because yeah, everybody's I get it, no, we together. I know. I have never heard that. So also, funny. incest is real different. I know. Sam, that's when you sleep with family members. <laughs> yeah. I know. Which you shouldn't but, do. But the concept of friends is the same. Like you sleep with someone mm. in your friend group and then Isn't that, that messes friends up with your benefits. That messes Isn't up that your what we call that group? now? Because that no, other term is gross. I see this more as like, oh, you've slept with your buddy Dave. Uh, Dave's also slept with your friend Heather. And like, it yeah. just mingles, like the group just intermingles. But, but also not, not just the intermingling, the like awkwardness of like, well, now you've messed up the friend group yeah. because it, it didn't work out with you guys. And now we have to choose, are we friends with her? Are we friends with him? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, college experience was that... <laughs> just me that felt like all all my friends were sleeping with each other and nobody I grew really up, I grew up in a small town yeah so there was a pretty small circle so yes a lot of people ended up dating within yeah. that channel that happened yeah but. you can't be friends you can't be just friends especially I feel like at that age that like 18 to 23 25 age where everybody is figuring stuff out and Drea's super quiet right now. It's because I disagree. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. He and I were friends in high school, but I definitely wanted to bone him. Hi, Annie! (laughs) Uh, Except I was way more into him than he was of me. But um, my friends did not do that, sleep around. And I was friends with a lot of dudes, and we never messed around. Yeah, I... Possibly because I'm horribly disfigured. <laughs> That's the thing Drea's we... Drea's not yeah. horribly disfigured, <laughs> listeners. No, I just... I think I... Drea doesn't have yeah. a face. <laughs> I think I'm... She's just an egg. I think She's I'm very much face. a tomboy. Yeah. And so you get, like, friend-zoned. Yeah. And I'm pretty good at putting people in the friend-zone. Yeah. So it just never... I don't know. Those wires never crossed. Mm-hmm. Not saying that my friends never did that, but... Largely in high school, nobody, like, they'd pick a boyfriend and never dump him. Yeah. Just date forever. Actually, In mine... fact, one of my friends is married to her high school sweetheart. They started dating at, like, 16 or 15. Wow. They have two adorable kids. I can say that for more than a few of my, like, friends. I can think of three couples right now that all met in high school. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they haven't necessarily been dating since high school, mm-hmm. but definitely, like, re not reconciled, re- connected. reconnected mm-hmm. post high school and then love happened. Mm-hmm. They're still happily together. Yeah. Like I, I still am very close with a lot of people. And again, it's the small town thing. We all grew up together and pretty much from kindergarten straight through till mm-hmm. high school graduation we're together. So, but 
the whole like oh once you leave high school you lose touch is like no a lot of my best friends are people I've known since I was four same mm-hmm. I also think that I have some weird feelings about sex because my dad went on like a 20 year brainwashing <laughs> oh thank god <laughs> brainwashing <laughs> campaign thank god that was yeah. that <laughs> whoa <laughs> come on people no every time I left the house he'd say make good decisions and he'd make me repeat back to him he had this whole thing it was like boys only want one thing that thing is dirty and like he made me say it every time I left the house so I think I have negative associations with like sleeping around the mean girls where the coach's lessons are always every time like if you have sex you will get chlamydia and you will die (laughs) pretty much pretty much Anyway, so... College, I lived what, off how, campus, so I had not yeah. the college experience that many people do, because I just had a house away from everybody. Yeah. How old were you when you and Curtis started dating? Oh, um, I was 21. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like that's part of the, the thing. Like, you didn't, you weren't single for that, oh, that yeah, big period fair. of time. That's true. Yeah. I, I uh, was in university, we started dating, and then we kept dating <laughs> until we got married. Yeah. Um, yeah, because both right of them, because I guess people don't know, Dre and I went to school together, or college mm-hmm. together, pretty much right from the beginning of, like, you were with Curtis and I was with wife, or mm-hmm. not, that girlfriend at the time. Except, it took so. a whole year. He was my not boyfriend for a year, and oh, finally right. one day he I was... just casually switched the title from not boyfriend to boyfriend, and Sean, I remember, we were sitting in, like, the computer lab, and he was like, what? <laughs> That's funny. Um, Dylan and I also were like, we, like when we first started hanging out, we were friends, friends with benefits. Then that was off. Then it was like mm-hmm. on again. So we we had that experience, and it took, probably took over a year by the time we were like officially together. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. a similar on again, off again startup. Yeah, silliness. Um, ah, young but, kids. But <laughs> then, so that leads into the next piece, which oh, wait, was wait, wait, wait. Oh, may I mention something about Billy Crystal as an obnoxious? Like, fresh graduate? Yeah. Good God, how many of those douches did you meet in university? Oh, I was yeah. like, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely met that guy. Oh, I read the end of the book first, yeah. oh, so yeah. I don't die with any regrets. I'm like, oh, the, I that The line where he's like, I think about death at least, uh, I forget the measurement he uses. Days. Uses. And yeah. So, yeah, so I'm very happy she was like, what, and that makes you fucking deep? Yeah. Well, she doesn't curse, although you said she there, cursed two she times. Cursed. You said there oh. were two distinct F-bombs? There are four. There, I only okay, found there were one. two that, like, really stuck out for me. One was when she fully yeah, said, she says, fuck, fuck you, you and slaps him. Oh, uh, he yeah. drops it twice when he's talking about his divorce at the ball game. Oh, okay. yeah. He, no, but, like, two from her, which yeah. I felt. So there was that, and then there was when... When they were having the argument about whether or not she was over her ex, mm-hmm. and he he was like, "You haven't even slept with anyone." She and basically ends up saying oh. something to, along the lines of like, "Just because I haven't fucked anyone doesn't mean yeah. whatever." It's um, the it's the rare comedy where they obviously went for the R rating because of language, but still don't. Yeah. Drop that much language. I feel like they saved it for emphasis. Yeah, and it, it, like, worked. it worked. It worked yeah. for sure. It was very it effective, especially because like I think I've watched it on TV. Like I, both of the times that she <laughs> swore, really, I was like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. Ryan drop an f bomb. Just because I, I haven't fornicated I with too. anybody means that. <laughs> well, and we didn't realize that there had been so many. We thought it was just the one whenever she slaps him, and Curtis was the one who was like. 
I'm really impressed that they saved it for her to use yeah. and yeah. like give Two her the times. power of that language. Yeah. Plus the physical like bam slap yeah. across the face, which I was like, ah, well, I'm like amazing for him to be dropping f bombs with his buddy at a ball game. I feel like yes, that, uh, totally. It wouldn't even up. like it didn't recognize for me but those two moments where she dropped the f-bomb i was like good for you yeah. Meg yeah. Ryan. it is a Especially, good meg ryan a good role like yeah. not just for meg ryan it is yeah. a good role and yeah. i can see why Great screenplay yeah and i can <laughs> see why that propelled her to the status that it yeah. did um so i wasn't done with the conversation Sorry. about friends i just Sorry. wanted to move into the next time they meet his thought is you can be friends if you're in relationships, mm -hmm. which brings me to you guys said when you met, you were already both kind of coupled up. Mm -hmm. And uh, when wait, I, are you insinuating that had you not been, you wouldn't have been able to be friends because sex would have gotten in the way? Um, and I don't think so. I think we would have been fine. Yeah. Um, and then Rob and I as well. When we met, we were already both with our significant others. Rob, both, are you listening? Both. Listen to what Sam's saying. <laughs> That's the only way Rob could get into this country. Rob, yeah. if you guys are yeah. listening. <laughs> um, but he yeah. had to be married already. Yeah, no, when we met, we were, neither one of us was married, but we mm -hmm. have since married um, the people that we were with then. So I feel like in adulthood, I've had more success making male friends, but yeah, in that, in that time in university, I feel like everybody was... I don't know. Sleeping with everybody. At my and wedding, I, I had a best dude. Did you? Yeah. We've been friends since we were like yeah. 15. Yeah, this is kind of the same. Like one of yeah. the members of my wedding party, very much a lady. Yeah. One of the like that we've, you know, yeah. known each other since the fourth grade. And... Anyway, so that's how I feel about about that. Like I feel, I felt like, yes, at that time that I would have been like graduating university, I would have felt like it was hard to be friends with men and women. You and also I have sisters. It. Yeah. No brothers. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I have two brothers, why. which is probably why I feel like I act like more of a dude than yeah. most women. So maybe that has something to do with it. Just our actual one-on-one -on -one yeah. interactions with the opposite sex. I related to that. I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was funny how it played out and that ultimately they couldn't just be friends. I will say that you can't be friends with everybody. Because there are some people that you are just genuinely too, accepted. too attracted to, to like have a normal conversation. New podcast. Yeah. <laughs> every episode, make a new friend. Like. Until everybody has been covered. If Liam Hemsworth showed up here and we started hanging out, I would be like, I'm sorry, honey, I gotta go. <laughs> okay, but that's, uh, that's, what's the, 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 not the, everyone gets their list of like, oh, you're allowed yeah. to sleep with these oh, five right. celebrities. Also yeah. a new podcast idea. <laughs> but Can Drea sleep with Liam Hemsworth? I'm going to say and no. Every episode is just working towards that. And the answer at the end is probably no. I think if I met him, I would not actually He's like his personality. He's also very married, isn't he? No. Isn't he? He was engaged, he was engaged to, to Miley, Miley Cyrus. Oh, right. Twice. I was getting him mixed up with Chris. And he, I don't know, He he's a vegan. That really. <laughs> Sorry. Leo. I love but to, to bake. Liam, I do just, not. I cannot Liam, switch done, got to margarine. <laughs> we are back to the fact that Drea can't separate sex and love. <laughs> you could just have sex with him. I mean, there's got to be a little talking. What are your interests? I like to eat fake butter. <laughs> nope, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> then you just Billy Crystal out of there. Yeah, fucking yeah. run like Billy Crystal at the end of the movie. 
He goes around that corner and so And then we can fast. do an episode of Do We Still Like Sex with Liam Hemsworth? <laughs> <laughs> Try it again ten years from now. Woo! <laughs> still fun. <laughs> All right. I also love that they have a chance encounter in the self-help section of a bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we both got, we both got dumped. Let's go Rom-coms, get some books. always doing stuff happening in bookstores, and eventually we're going to look back at those and go, remember bookstores? And it's mm-hmm. going to be very sad. She does end up buying the book that she's holding and reads it later in like, what's oh, their nice. phone conversation. Good and it's always like, local bookshops, too, which is nice. Which maybe, all rom-coms are in New York, so I'm sure that is a thing in New York. But if you tried to film that here in the undisclosed place where we live that you've all probably figured out by now anyway... You'd be you'd be at a corporate bookstore because that that's really that's not a not thing true. here anymore. That's not true. I can't say that I've been in a one in a long, long time. A bookstore, unless it's a used bookstore. Mm. Yeah, but, but even then, some... they want too much money. For yeah, stupid used books. Um, also, I feel like on the train of thought that you keep going down, maybe she's her character from. Uh, you've got Mail, who owned the tiny bookstore, but that was in a different oh, city. Oh, that's sad. Right? That means yeah. she doesn't stay with Billy Crystal. But I like Tom Hanks more. So, no, that's a happy ending. All right. Billy Crystal, his voice has not changed at all. No, I also recently watched City Slickers. He just, he's just the same character in both those movies. And even his best, one of his best friends in City Slickers is the same guy who plays his best friend in this movie. So, so that I would believe is the same character as well. Um, what other things did I want to mention? Days of the week underpants. That's my favorite excuse for breaking up with someone ever. So she broke up with uh, Sheldon. Because, he was too jealous. Yeah. She had days of the week underpants. And he didn't believe that the reason why she didn't have Sunday is they don't make it because of God. Because of God. <laughs> so obviously he thought she left Sunday at another mm-hmm. man's house. Um, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, what else? Um, oh, um, when she's having lunch with her girlfriends and she's like ready to get back out there and instead of pulling out a little black book to set her up, she oh, pulls out a full-on Rolodex. Like, <laughs> a full Rolodex. I get that it was a different time. Yeah. You might have that in your home or at your office, but do you carry a Rolodex around in your purse going to lunch with your girlfriends? Yes. I really like that when she... So Sally's like, oh, that dude's been married for a whole year. Instead of marking on the card, she just folds down the corner <laughs> so that when they inevitably get divorced, she can just fold the corner back up. Yeah. Like, oh, Carrie Fisher. You're so funny. Uh, what else? They watch a movie on the phone together, which I think is really adorable. Yeah. That's something Although that apparently Dylan based on what Bill, Billy Crystal and director Rob Reiner did. Oh, yeah. uh, apparently it was they an used ode. to like chat at night and talk to each other while watching TV. It was oh, an ode to another older movie too, but I didn't yeah. read anything about it. Um, yeah, Dylan and I definitely did that when we were long distance for some time in our relationship. We would like just chat on the phone and watch a whole movie and mm. then go to bed. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'd like to note. She goes on a road trip with a total stranger. That's a perfect way to get murdered, especially in the 70s. You got no cell phone. You're out in the middle of nowhere. He could you just listen to too many murder podcasts. Kill you and dispose of your body on the side of the highway. Do you think there's a reason they call it a highway of tears? You are one podcast away from just never going outside because that's where murders happen. Funny but story. But also they happen inside the home, so you're just eventually going to have to go to space. But guess what? Murderers, murders happen there too. Mm, that's where those space Alien Nazis murders. are. Uh, funny story. I do listen to a lot of murder podcasts because I like true crime. 
So I was hiding from my children the other day. We were playing hide and seek, and I hid behind the bottom clothes rack in our walk-in. And I realized, like, this would be a perfect place to hide if there was an intruder, but I need a fucking taser so I can tase his ass from out of the clothes. And Curtis was just like, you listen to too many podcasts. (laughs) We're not getting a taser. But... He, uh, he also used to make fun of me because I keep a baseball bat in our bedroom. Oh, yeah, this is exactly what I say. Tell the baseball bat. And then he was listening to something, and apparently in, like, a self-defense class or something, they recommend you put a sock on the baseball bat so that if they try and grab the baseball bat, the sock just oh, comes off. That's so and they can't take it from you. So guess what my baseball bat has now? <laughs> Uh, suddenly I'm not super paranoid. That's a great and use for an you, odd sock. And then when you hit them with the bat, you can be like, you just got socked, son. Well, and <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. A guy in my office was like, well, you can't swing a bat in your closet. Why would you have that? I'm like, I don't need to swing it. I just need to like yeah, poke him really hard in the genitals. I mean, the swing was probably, would help. I probably should. I mean, you get them down by hitting them in the genitals first and, and then, then you swing. swing. I probably shouldn't ask this question because we're, we should probably be winding down as it is, but on another podcast I won't name because this is the only podcast that there is, they ask the question, if you were in a fight and you had a choice between a baseball bat and a knife and like whatever you pick, obviously mm. the other person gets. Gets the alternate? What's, the, what's your choice? Mm. Knife versus bat? Bat, because you don't have to get as close I think a bad because I would be less likely to hurt myself with it. Mm-hmm. If I got a knife, I'd have to, like, not yeah. stab myself. I am also team bat. The yeah. one fear is you get that one good swing, and if they are like, whoop. Yeah. True. Done. Keep in mind my poking technique, where you go straight for the face or crotch. Yeah. That's true. Like a pool I cue for like anyone at home. You can't get too close. Like, who... Yeah. If, you have a, if they have a bat, how am I going to even get at them with a knife? Yeah. All right, so team bat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Tell us right. in the comments on Facebook or email us at likethispodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Team bat, team knife. Okay. It's my turn, Sam. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about the orgasm scene because yes. it is iconic. And watching it, I was like, my God, this would be the most awkward thing in real life. But I love it in the context of the movie. Yeah. What did you think, Sean, having never seen the movie? I mean, I've seen that scene, obviously, many, many, many times in every montage about every movie yeah. that's ever existed. So seeing it in within the fiction of the movie is lends it a bit more like, okay, now I get why this is happening, yeah. at least. Um, apparently it was Meg Ryan's idea to do it in the middle of a restaurant. So good. Uh, good for her. Apparently the I'll have what she's having, which is probably what top 50 famous movie lines apparently ever. Apparently it's like number one. Yeah, also apparently just come up with on the spot. And that's well the director's mom. Re- delivered by the director's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what else I can add other than a, it's a classic and Meg Ryan yeah. kills it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Really, good moment really for the good. character. Yeah. To be like, you... I'm... I'm gonna own this. Yep. I saw something Sit in your tight, notes, Billy but then Crystal's I think you character. went past it Sorry. about being very dialogue heavy. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you like that or did you dislike that? I liked it because if you compare it to like more modern rom-coms, it's definitely the thing that moves the story forward. It's just their dialogue. And yeah. like you go yeah. from scene to scene, but it's all just talking. It doesn't have yeah. gags so much. Like yeah. It's just well-written. Like The comedy comes yeah. from the characters and the dialogue. It doesn't need a scene where... 
Catherine Heigl's wearing vibrating underpants and they keep going <laughs> off in the restaurant with her parents there. Is that a thing that happens? That happens. Something uh, like that happens in The Ugly Truth. Uh, uh, the aforementioned terrible yeah. Catherine Heigl and Gerard Butler movie. There's a scene where she's wearing vibrating underwear and Doesn't I think she have he a keeps few activating them. With him? Mm, One for the money? No, that's him and Jennifer Aniston. That's also very. Oh, no, that's. Uh, 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 what One the for the money, the I think, is like a. No, that's two for the money. Is a bad Matthew McConaughey Wait. movie, which going Catherine back. Catherine Heigl, suck it. But it's not Gerard Butler. Wait, <laughs> so, that's not the part I was looking up. So anyway, maybe, well, <laughs> maybe withdraw your suck it. I feel like I always say things after the podcast. That oh, you're it's like, that you should have said that on the podcast. Jason O'Mara, O'Mara. I don't even. That's not a person. Yes. Um, where yeah. it, it really felt like the writing of this movie was better than the quality of writing in recent movies, which makes me understand why it was nominated for Best Screenplay. Yes. There was also not a lot of background characters. Like, there's the yeah. core group, and then, like, there's apparently, not a million extra people. Apparently like, they adapted this into a stage play, and you can very easily see how that transition with, yeah, would work. With Allison Hannigan and yeah. later on Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember who plays the dude. I also read, and I, I don't remember. but I, I like yeah. the idea of, like, every night on stage having to go through <laughs> orgasm mode. <laughs> and they say Allison Hannigan doesn't have range. Come on. <laughs> you take that back, John. I like her. I hope that she can make the transition from young person to older I think we I think unfortunately we've already sorted out that she can't because have we seen her since How I Met Your Mother? Um, she was in two TV pilots but neither of them got picked uh, up I think okay. and she's been doing Not, some other stuff but she is also like a young mom and apparently she is crushing it in like the real estate game. Okay. But cool. I think she has Good to make her. it through this awkward period where she's too young to be like a teenager's mom but she's too old now to be like Lily. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Or Willow. Yes. Way too old to be Definitely. Willow. But so I think she just needs to wait a little bit so she can become more of the like uh, Ashton Kutcher's wife. What's her name? Mila Kunis. Mila, yeah. Because she had to go from being like super young in yeah. TV to all of a sudden having grown children and bad moms and everybody believing that. I was like, she is still really young she looking. Is still but very young. Oh, speaking of... But they play to that in the movie. Anyway. Since it's the holiday season, if anyone... uh, Well, I guess it's not when you're hearing this episode, but if you're considering a Bad Moms Christmas, maybe don't. I mean, Bad Moms was Bad Moms is funny. Bad Moms Christmas felt like a movie that they rushed into theaters within a year to capitalize on Bad Moms. Yeah. Whatever. I still like Mila Kunis. Me too. A lot. Mm Mm-hmm. I gotta start winding us down here. Is there any other no. big topics that okay. people want to? Okay, so much left. <laughs> yes, I made notes. We're at almost an hour already. Um, did you find that this movie was anything like What's Your Number? Uh, that Anna Can- uh, uh, Ferris movie I never saw. Yeah, couldn't Anna, tell you. Never saw. Anna it. Ferris with Anna Chris Ferris. Evans and pre Captain America Chris Evans, who right. also made a lot of oh, bad he's movies. So handsome though, and <laughs> but they they become friends because he she's trying to track down all of her exes and she's covering for him like every time he brings some rando lady home and he's got to get rid of her she Anna Ferris like comes in and pretends to be his girlfriend and is outraged and the girl goes out running so they become this like unlikely friend group both two and then <laughs> ugh, I'm like a talker guys anyway so and that they're friends for a really long time and then all of a sudden they 
bridge that gap and they fall in love and they end up together and I'm like this is remarkably you similar mean, in like, my mind friends with benefits or that other no one? strings attached I've seen that one but not friends with benefits uh, which I've heard is the considerably better version yeah, of that exact story with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake right. that's, they did. that's that's Hollywood and, and Mila Kunitz married Ashton Kutcher and they were in competing movies with the same right. friggin storyline that's how Hollywood works though Armageddon yeah, and Deep Impact, mm-hmm. a few months apart. Dante's Peak and Volcano, a few months apart. Yeah, There's sorry. always one clear, better movie. Ah, oh, well, you need to bone up on your Chris Evans, because he is yeah. very I good. I feel like I did see it. I hate Anna Ferris. I hate her. Anna? I actually think she's kind of funny. I like yeah. her enough. Especially when she does her ridiculous voices. Did you see yeah, The House Bunny? I, like, hate her. <laughs> I can't stand her. Okay. Yeah. No, definitely don't watch The House Bunny then. <laughs> I thought that was that a very is, enjoyable movie. That is the <laughs> most Anna Ferris of Anna Ferris. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and then... I can totally relate to her Why Didn't He Want to Marry Me freak out. Even though she didn't yeah. want him. She didn't want him. She knew that she was better off without him. At one point, like when she finds out that the ex-boyfriend is getting married, she's like, "Why didn't he want to marry me? He did, yeah. he said he didn't want to get married." And I 100% relate to that, especially like teenage Drea would have yeah. totally had that exact exact crying session. Um, but also in reference to that, one of my points we haven't gotten to is as if he slept with her. In that moment. I know. The most vulnerable moment. She does put the moves on she him. She does, but I feel like it was, it felt wrong. Like, it felt like he was taking advantage. It felt like, and I know it would have been really hard. But she wasn't drunk or anything. No. She was just sad. She was the most emotional. She yeah. hadn't had sex with anyone since him because they previously had that argument. I don't know if that's true because she had a few boyfriends. Julian or whatever yeah. she brings to that party. Incidentally, her fashion sense gets way better throughout the movie. I'm like, thank God she it wears something that actually to the fits. Late, late 80s. I'm going to let you guys talk this out while I sit over here and eat this Lucky Charm cereal bar. Okay. Anyway, I just but felt... But she seems so happy about it after. Like, know, there's no but, regret until he freaks out and runs off. But I feel like that's just not the right thing to do. It Perhaps. Felt like, taking advantage, and it felt like the, the gentlemanly thing to do mm. would have been... To get up and get the tea and just, you know, like I, True. maybe, maybe that is where this relationship is going and maybe it would be great, but we can't do this now. This well, is like, and I feel like that's what led to it really falling apart is like at the end of that, he must be thinking like, oh my God, she's the most vulnerable. I just slept with her. She's my best friend. What am I going to do? Mm. Answer, wait until morning to sneak out. At least he did that. My question is, what would be the catalyst then to make them get together? I know. Because they clearly, they insinuate in the party scene that they each want the other one. And they're like, ugh, have you met his girlfriend? Like, he doesn't even like her. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like. Yeah. I just, like, it just felt icky. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. But then I But she is a 32-year-old adult. She's not making, like, stupid high school decisions. That's very true. Um, I did appreciate the, like. After the look on both their faces was yes. so good. Yes, I made a little drawing in my notebook, and I was like, "Sally, how are, is that fine? Fine." And then uh, Harry, also fine. Equals not fine. <laughs> like the two of them in there, like, yeah. and his face, like, 
the holy shit face. Yeah, what makes. have I just done? And of course, like, and I feel like if they had been in a better place when they slept together, he still probably would have been feeling that a little bit. But I feel like part of why oh, he yeah, felt maybe. that so much was like, oh my god, she's so vulnerable, and I just did this. And I can't cut run in thirty seconds. <laughs> Um, and I, of course, love that the follow-up was, like, immediately they both call their their best, best friends friend, who are yeah. now together, who both have separate phone lines in the I bed. know! <laughs> On the right side of the bed and everything, like... Yeah. That scene looked like a logistical nightmare to film you know what? and edit, I was, yeah. but it was very well done. I was it very was. impressed that they were both able to, like, go through the whole scene because they would have yeah. filmed Yeah, it's it. like one take. To set it up, for people who don't know, it's... Um, at that point in the movie, uh, the Carrie Fisher and Billy Crystal's friend, Jess is his name. I can't remember hers right it? now. Uh, they are married. Marie? So, yeah. Something like that. So Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan have called them to both to be like, oh my God, I just slept with the other person and this is crazy. But it's all done in one take. So you watch as every part of the conversation is unfolding yeah. on the screen, like using split screen and like the timing around all oh, of that must so have been... Bad. I mean, I assume it was filmed. They with... would have done Carrie Fisher and the other guy, and then yeah. done the other two separately. Yeah, but, like, but yeah. it's still very well yeah, executed. So. It's so good. Like, they both say, do you want to come over for breakfast? Yeah, like... And then they both say no, and they're like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really good scene. Mm-hmm. Again, the dialogue is so good. I uh, will say that even though I did not appreciate 80s hair and makeup, it really works for Meg Ryan. Like, she mm-hmm. is... Mesmerizing. Oh, her eyes are just movie. popping. Like yeah. that '80s makeup is really working for her. And uh, the fitted clothes, as time goes on, she starts to wear nicer things. And at the wedding, she does look beautiful. And I'm like, "What the fuck's wrong with you, Billy Crystal? <laughs> Get it together!" Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us in a direction now. Uh, I feel like a big reason why this movie works over a lot of other rom coms is because you actually want them to get together, which is yeah. a key in romantic comedies, but is often not the case. Where you either don't care or sometimes actively don't want them together. So at least I felt like here, like, yeah, this makes sense and I want these two to work it out. Yeah. Well, and it's like Name the friends... Name you don't want them to get together. There, do you remember the Will Smith movie Hitch? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, spoilers yeah, for Hitch. Yeah, kind of a dick. Uh, well, like just the whole relationship itself, but like the, the big fight... Uh, scene is based around that she exposes him and as a result like ruins the main couple actually in that movie is Kevin James and I don't know her name but like them you are like yeah absolutely I'm rooting mm-hmm. so she does something that messes up that relationship by exposing Hitch and they have this huge fight and then in the next scene he's like begging for her to take him back and you're like I don't I don't know about you guys yeah I think maybe that should be it and let's be happy that Kevin James ended up with his person because they seem really happy mm-hmm so like that he seems was, like a genuinely nice dude who just needed to get over that social awkwardness. I haven't seen it in a while, but I also remember Sweet Home Alabama not wanting uh, her character to find happiness because mm, she because seems she like kind a, of a nasty. yeah, like she has the big again the big argument there is like she's in a bar insulting all of her like childhood friends and yeah. outs her one friend even though he didn't want to be outed yeah, and they're like, yeah, you know what you seem jerk. you seem like a yeah like a piece and she of shit. she was too cool for this the love of her life and moved to the big city yeah and gets and, a fancy and then at boyfriend the end, yeah. Patrick Dempsey who she's supposed to marry is just like you know what I'm fine with this well to me <laughs> this I was, is okay I was happy that they didn't get. Yeah, if anything, you're like, good for you. Maybe that's the happy ending. Patrick Dempsey's like, 
I'm going to go. Like, it turns out I didn't really want to marry you that much. See ya. So there's, I mean, that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. Of a couple examples. All right, that's where, a fine list. Yeah. Off the top of your head. So that I felt worked here. It's like, you know what? I hope these crazy kids work it out. Catherine Heigl in 27 Dresses. I didn't want her to end up with the guy. Uh, Bride Wars. I wanted everyone to be unhappy by the end of that movie. I don't think I watched that one. It's bad. I've Again, I haven't seen it in a while, but... I did like um, Billy Crystal's character in this one. That He's not really a man's man. There's a few, like, yeah, yeah. he plays sports and stuff, and he's got... Bro- and has a lot of one-night stands. Bros and does that, but he's not, like, burly. There's a few... He's th- not a Liam Hemsworth. Well, yeah, that's right. There's a scene at the end, after he does his monologue, where in a lot of movies they would have just had the guy, like, take her in his arms and, like, force himself on her, and he doesn't do that. He waits for her to kiss yeah. him and, like... I don't know. That seemed very interesting in terms mm-hmm. of a character in the 80s. Yeah. Also, his speech was fantastic. Yes, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's the reason it becomes it's another, people's... Yeah, it's a famous speech. People's sure. vows it's, now. It's, it's, the, it's the speech that I'm sure you've all seen. It's like how he loves all of her, let's call them, what, imperfections? Mm-hmm. Not so much That it flaws. takes you half an yeah. hour to order a sandwich. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I love the way that your forehead crinkles when you... Something, something. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that has definitely found its way into every, as like the capper of every montage of romantic yeah. movies ever since that movie came he out. He ad libbed one of the lines in that. Uh, Whenever, you know, when you know, when you find the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want to start, make the rest of your life to start right now, he made that up. I'm like, right. that is yeah. really good. There was a lot of ad libbing in this movie. Um, that the, apparently the entire Pictionary scene was just made up on the spot. <laughs> um, it explains why it's just so shitty. At the the uh, out, there's, out a, there's a running thing throughout Draw the movie anything. where these real life they film real life couples talking about how they met. It's actually yeah. really nice. Oh, those are actors though. They're actors, but apparently actually telling real stories. The story is real, but they had actors yeah. come in and do it. Um, which is cute. Yeah, yeah, at the end, Harry and Sally do theirs. Apparently, that was improvised. Uh, the whole he's trying to make her do a silly voice at one point. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, yes. I prefer the pecan pie. Like that <laughs> yes. whole scene. The, apparently, that's improvised, and I didn't go back to check. But apparently, you can see her look off camera, oh, which is yeah. her looking at the director to be like, "What?" And I guess he's just like, "Go yeah. with it." Do so it. she then is like, "All right," pie. and she goes along pecan with it too. Pie. Uh, any other big? Because like I'm going to start wrapping us up here. Any other big? I know I've said that three to four times, Sorry. but like this time I mean it. I'm I have an interesting question, and I asked my husband, and he couldn't really like he couldn't really talk about it with me. So maybe a larger group is necessary. She won funniest actress in a motion picture. However, I largely find that her she is not funny. The things that her character does are funny. Does that mean that she is funny, or that the writing is funny? both because she won the award i'm like yeah. but it's the writing like it's the writing yeah. that leads her like sure maybe most of that is all her and she's like i think she should be really uptight and like this yeah but i yeah. don't know uh, I don't well apparently think she's yes funny. apparently a lot of like that character's idiosyncrasies come idiosyncrasies. from yes come yes. from like her and like the having the orgasm in the restaurant was apparently her oh, suggestion. Okay. Well, so I think I think yeah, she funny. lends to it, but I also think you could write the funniest screenplay in the world, and if you hand it to people who don't do a good job with it, yeah, who cares? Okay. So I think she wrote a Nora Ephron wrote a really good screenplay and handed it to Meg Ryan, who then handled made yeah who person. made the material work. Yeah, because Billy Crystal is genuinely funny. Yeah, like. Um, it's hard to know too, like what was it up against, right? That's like, true. Who knows yeah. who she From was? From the 
American Comedy Awards. <laughs> like, ooh, not a lot yeah. of competition, maybe? Um, but I did, like, she was funny, and she was quirky and yeah. cute and different. Yeah. Much like a lot of 80s ladies. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example of what would have been a funny screenplay handed to bad people. I can't right now. I'm sure there are examples of, like, you know Probably. what? I think this material could work, but, oh, these people are just not doing it. <laughs> um, there's a movie called I Give It a Year. It's a slow burn. Like, it's funny, but you have to really, like, wait it out. Is that an Anna Kendrick movie? It is not. It's um, oh, that boy. other girl from The Neighbors... Who's married mm-hmm. to, mm. what's his name? Seth Rogen. Yes. She's married to oh. Seth Rogen. She's in it. Okay. And I yeah, really yeah. like her. And I was like, I'm going to love this movie. But it takes a while to warm up. You're like, whoa. Anyway. Are we at closing okay. thoughts? Closing yeah, thoughts? I think, I think uh, we all still really like, I had never yeah. seen it before. I was like, yeah, I, I completely understand why this movie has the reputation that it does. Like, it's, yeah. as we've said, it's well acted. It's funny. It's very well written. It's. Yeah. Character driven versus like okay we need an over the top, yeah. gag every single scene. Yeah, you, yeah. You, they're flawed, but not in a way that like makes them horrible. It makes them yeah. more human. Yeah, exactly. It's, they're not flawed in a way that makes you go, I don't want to watch these people. Yeah, they also evolve over time, even That's though they true. do yeah. big jumps. Yeah. Like he goes from being a douchey post-college kid to, like, a genuinely decent yeah. dish person. Well, and that's what, like, I in the beginning, I, I did write a note that, like, I forgot how much of a dick he was, but it, it is because he progresses so mm-hmm. much and you learn to love him. But, yeah, that first scene, you're like, oh, you're yeah. the worst. Yeah. It's nice to see confidence in your screenplay that you can start out with a character that is not likable and yeah. know that I'm going to win you over. Yeah, something I mentioned to Curtis was, like, even though later like 12 years later he's reading a book he does still flip to the back so it's no longer him being a douche it's just part of who he is yeah. he's like I genuinely want to know what happens before I read this whole thing like I thought that was actually kind of sweet yeah because it went made it way less douchey <laughs> uh what are you enjoying right now Sean Smash Brothers on the Switch what about you Nailed it, Holiday Edition. Everybody should watch it because it's super funny. The New Year's episode, yeah, I think we mentioned it. Oh, it's so oh, funny. It's so, yeah. like, now I'm glad that everyone, because I was the first one to watch it, and I told everyone, like, oh, my God, the New Year's episode is so funny. So I'm glad yeah. that now everyone has got to their, it wasn't just me overhyping oh, it. Oh, yeah, It's got so the guy good. from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's, yeah, Jason uh, Manzoukas. Yes. Yeah. He is just... So good. So it's good. Such yeah. a good episode. Like it's yeah. just the most chaotic. Like they're leaving. They like show outtakes that they leave in yeah. the episode. I love when they just burst out laughing when they put stuff in their mouth. They can't yeah. even keep it together. Which yeah. makes it such a bummer when then like, they cut to the DIY craft yeah, episode that just and the, have been and the there. energy levels just yeah. plummet. I did not watch it. Thanks for the recommendation. Yes. Yeah. No. End on uh, end on the New Year's episode because that's such like, a good. Nicole Byer is yeah. great, so she still makes it work fairly well but it's just not yeah what you're what you signed up for mm-hmm. i also love the costumes that they have her in and like wes yeah so wes yes oh, it's, also yes. it's amazing what a charismatic yes. and actually funny host can do for your food yeah. network-esque food show that's true also i felt like because now i'm just going to analyze this a little bit but i feel like sometimes they put comedians in there or actors or whoever she is so much you need to be a lot to compete with her, and that's why I feel like Jason Manzoukas mm-hmm. did such a good job yeah. because he is also a little bit too much. Oh, he's so together, so much. they just and it worked very. Yeah. Well. And then Jacques is like the voice of reason. Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to name drop other podcasts on this podcast, but there was an episode of How Did This Get Made with which Jason Manzoukas is on, 
uh, with Nicole Byer where they review the Jason Statham shark movie The Meg and oh. it is a very funny because it's a lot of that dynamic of just yeah. like improving together and yeah it's yeah it's like they find out they were both in the same theater and he's like wait you were the one who kept yelling shit? <laughs> like, yeah didn't you he's like i didn't know that was you and yeah it's, it's very funny nice funny sam what are you currently enjoying? um what am i currently enjoying i haven't said this on the podcast before um crazy ex-girlfriend do you guys know or, i know of oh, it okay, i've never so i've never seen it you've recommended it to me in the past yeah it's a it's a musical comedy tv show it's very good they do all original music. It's definitely worth checking out. They are in their final season um, because the chick who does a show is, has said um, they, they're in season four. She's, she's just decided that that was always her plan. She's like, when have you ever heard, you know when that show got good? season five mm-hmm. so her plan when she like wrote and came up with the show was always to do four seasons so we're in the final season and it's uh Seinfeld it's really good friends, maybe but would you would you pick season five as like that was the season that they I feel got like that in? was the masturbation episode of seinfeld was mm. season five i'd have yeah. to look that up and i'm not I won't. a fan of i mean seinfeld. i'm sure there's the okay there's yeah. it's like happened, anomalies but, it's but generally yeah. shows don't get better yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. So I think that's that. That closes out 2018. Happy Ten, year. nine, eight. <laughs> you really should have just gone off. Gone yeah, I, I actually was way. ready. I was like, you know what? If that's how the episode ends, that's how the episode ends. All right, ends. fine. Everybody ready? Well, hang on, hang on. Thank you for to Ted Sam for the theme song. Thank you to everybody for listening. Please give us five stars on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to. If they allow a star ranking, please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, follow Rob's Goodreads I think we threw into the mix at some point. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Sorry to everyone who's out in the hallway. So <laughs> far. So do we sit